Morons, the only boys rewatch podcast that took two whole podcasts just to say, that orgy was a bit tame, eh? Yeah, it wasn't great. I'm one of your hosts and jack of all trades mono, and with me is my co-host and master of none, Kira. Hello. So here it is, guys, the penultimate podcast about the penultimate episode of hopefully not the penultimate third season of The Boys. Well, it's hardly the penultimate podcast, in fairness. We're probably going to talk well, of about Of this it. season. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a wrap. Yeah. You fucking ruined it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just wanted to say penultimate a lot, and you had to come in and ruin it. Thanks. <laughs> but today we are going to be ranting about episode 7, Here Comes a Candle to Light Your Way to Bed. As usual, spoilers ahead for the comics, and the usual blatant lie that we'll try and keep it short this time. <laughs> That's never gonna happen. No, we'll do our best. It's not really a lie, but... I don't, I don't, I don't try. No, yeah, it is a blatant <laughs> lie. Who, who am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Yeah. So our, our director for this episode was Sarah Boyd and the writer was Paul Grelong, both of whom we have seen before. So I'm not going to go into any massive detail because that's what IMDb is for. Well, that's where I, what I'm currently trawling through at the moment, looking at the cast for this because I recognised Teen Lenny. And it turns out he's in a load of other shit. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in Shadowhunters. He's, uh, he was actually on this in a flashback before. As as Lanny, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in what season or in episode one? Yeah, he was, on the he, TV. was Ma- he was Max Lightwood in Shadowhunters. He's only in like eight episodes of it, but he was like only twelve or so when he was in it. That means nout to me, yeah. I'm afraid. No, I liked him in that. It's good. It's cool to see him in other stuff. He's really. Uh, I know he was really good in this, mm. in particular the the end scene when he's like directly confronting adult Billy. Yeah, oh, that's fucking great. No, it's fun to watch him um, progress as he gets older. He's going to be a real, real top talent actor. Well, I mean, just going off off what I saw of him today, yeah, yeah. totally agree. Yeah, um, he, he was fucking brilliant in Shadowhunters. And as to the rest of this episode. It was an excellent episode. Oh, yes. No no issues with marketing overhyping things this week? No, nothing uh, that made me... Um, didn't didn't get the, the hashtag, the boys strike back hashtag, because... Was there striking back? Well, the boys, as a group, didn't do much of anything together this episode. No, if anything, <laughs> and they Soldier made Boy did a worse. Lot, Soldier Boy did an awful lot of striking. Annie, Annie did a little did bit they, as well. Did they make it better, or, or did they make it worse? I put the fires out. You made them worse. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that that was just a, a small thing. It was an excellent episode. Yeah. Weird hashtag aside. Yeah. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And again, kind of like last season, you can see that things are very much coming to a head. All parties have kind of thrown their hats in the ring, even Vic to a degree. Yeah, well, got to see a little bit more of Vic's ulterior motive. She's very much out on her own now because Edgar would have shielded her. Yeah. A lot. Well, we saw that. He cleaned up for her. He cleaned up that alleyway for her. Yeah. She boofed that guy. But her her motives can wait until a little bit later when we we get onto her. Okay. We go for our normal. What? Summary. Yes. And then we can get into great, great detail. Butcher, Huey and Soldier Boy attempt to track Mindstorm, which leads to a flashback for Butcher, a realisation for Huey, a revelation for Soldier Boy, and a grisly end for Mindstorm. Homelander is publicly on the attack against Annie and inwardly falling apart but on the horizon is maybe everything he ever wanted. And while the rest of the boys try to figure out how to deal with all of this, we find the long-hidden truth of Black Noir. He's a Disney princess. Yes, yes he is. I loved everything to do with Black Noir in this episode. Uh, yeah. It yeah. was great. Well, one small, tiny exception. What? Irving? No, Irving makes sense. If he I was just like wasn't a... expecting Irving any more than I was expecting I, Ben. You know, like, <laughs> 
No, but Irving makes sense because when you see him in the Nicaragua flashback, he he's he is an Irving. He comes across as an Irving. He's very I kind can, of straight laced. I can, I, and I can you know, see it. He was like good in school, and he you know he's. He's an Irving. I don't know how to describe it, but he is. And especially then when he gets like all the praise and stuff after his horrible brain injury. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in fairness, everybody gets a name. In, he's the socially awkward bee. Holy shit. He is Irving the socially awkward bee. Hi, but, guys. Uh, you want to go do some stuff? <laughs> now, that is a fucking reference for nobody. That's because it doesn't exist on YouTube. You yeah, can't you can't even find it anymore. It's not even on Newgrounds anymore. It, no. Does Newgrounds even exist anymore? I do not know. If anyone knows but, who Irving the socially awkward bee is, like, fair, 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 fuck to you. <laughs> but uh, everybody in the, the series that didn't get names in the comics is getting names. Like, yeah. the female was always just a female. Frenchie was always just Frenchie. Yeah. MM was always just MM, but it's Marvin, it's Kimiko, it's Serge. Yeah. And they're all back together this episode. Yeah. Finally, which was nice to see. I was With Annie, who yeah. is a much better member of the uh, of the boys than Huey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly this season. Yeah, in fairness. Definitely way more effective. But yeah, no, it was nice that we got that early on in the episode that the ones who care about each other in the group are back yeah. together. Well, Frenchie's like, oh, she insisted after you called. Yeah. And then turns around straight away and is like, butchers everybody's problem. Yeah, I like that. And he, he is, is one of the first. Whacked off his oh, he's face. Fucking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and makes no bones about trying to hide it whatsoever. No, he's like, I'm just catamaran, a little bit of horse tranquilizer, awful lot of marijuana. Well, somebody else has a load of marijuana in this episode. Oh, so much cannabis. <laughs> we'll get on to him later. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice to see the guys all back together. And the boys immediately, the two of the boys, like, immediately get to kind of working on it and yeah. looking at the tapes. Oh, like, Frenchie basically falls over himself to get to the VHS tapes. Yeah. And then he's like, right, let's go through it. I love what the way MM, when he walks up to him, even though it's his apartment, yeah. he still wet wipes down the seat before he sits down. <laughs> and then as Frenchie's like kind of frantically tossing bits of the files around the place, he's trying to straighten it all back up again. Yeah, drugged out of it, Frenchie is probably a nightmare for, for a particularly on-edge OCD MM. Yeah, especially when Frenchie appears to have been through, well... He, MM was like you look like you've been buying a truck yeah. and he's not far wrong and so presumably he's oozing in places as well you and the bodily fluids I know <laughs> but no I'm just saying MM's like OCD must be because like he's bruised he's presumably bleeding yeah. Kimiko's definitely bleeding in the other room yes. with all their like staples and stuff yeah and, and get some old school pain medication for it oh bottle of whiskey <laughs> a giant bottle Bo- well bourbon a giant ale bottle oh I like I really oh. like the there's nothing else to do in Iowa growing up oh that was a great bit but no I just I like the female and Annie stuff that we get yeah. in this episode no you can see like Kimiko and Annie really really feel for each other and really care about each other and that's kind of been very obvious from Annie's first meeting with Kimiko in the basement of the in ha- season two in the Haitian King when she gives it a big hug yeah, I love that moment because that's her that her she all she knows is this is the girl who came and saved me yeah and Annie's been the one who's like been checking in on her and 
kind of well, have this uh, when, have a, a very different kind of friendship with her. And we know from the last episode that Annie was the only one, apart from Frenchie, who was in with her in the hospital. Because she the says Frenchie's not. Shit. Yeah, but I assume when she couldn't contact Frenchie, she would have called the female. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, no, maybe not called her because. Well, she would have texted Kim McCown. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, certainly wouldn't have called it? her because that would have been of no use. Yeah. No, no, no. She texts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, texted Kim McCown and asked, does she know where Frenchie is? Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so no, I like I like their development, and I really like when Kimiko says she wants to have the V. Oh, uh, we knew it was coming. We knew there was no way that she wasn't going to be V-less. Yeah, yeah. There was um, going to be some way, whether or not it was a side effect of her, of, well, I thought it was going to be Butcher maybe forcibly injecting her with Tempe. Yeah, we said that, that maybe, and then and it that might be. Would, and that would reactivate it all, but for her to actually choose it herself, I'm very happy for that. Yeah, I, I kind of said. Her reasoning is to, heartbreaking. Like It I, is, we get I, it a bit later, oh, but. I, in fairness, I was in fucking tears for most of that. Oh, yeah, no, my, my notes for that section later on are in big capitals. What? I'm not crying. No. no you're crying. <laughs> I was, yeah, that scene was tough. That was. But, no, what I was saying that I really liked about the, the scene where the two of them are, are taking shots and talking is when she says she wants to take the V and Annie immediately, she tries to launch into reasons why she shouldn't. And Kimiko's like, wait, and starts typing. Annie stops. Yeah. And waits for Kimiko to type. And yeah. it's just... It's just a small thing, but I like it. It's like the not finishing off sentences for people who have a stutter. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of thing. It just shows respect, I thought. No, they do. They're, they're very, very close. And when she reads it and she agrees to it, cause she gives, she, Annie's reasoning is fair enough. She's like, they will kill me. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't want, the, and the fact that Annie says all these things. Yeah. But, but still, still goes does, and does, does it, it for her, does speak to she a level it. of their friendship. Yeah. Like, well, that's it. She, they're all family now. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, the boys got Tempe, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, like, that's not really the but reason, but she understands this whole... But that, no, sorry, that's a good point, because that it, it makes sense that Kimiko would go for the, the permanent V, thematically, because the, the boys on the Tempe V are the pretenders this season. Yes. Starlight and Kimiko are the real And deal. I'm pretty sure Frenchie wouldn't take... I don't know if the temporary V would even have an effect on Frenchie. Like, he's taken that many other drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, he's pickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the sweet Alabama, totally awesome sweet Alabama liquid snake doesn't work on him because he got federal weed for kitty glaucoma. Yeah, no, I was immediately <laughs> going there. But I was like, we've had an awful lot of Metalocalypse references lately. Yeah, but that's where Metalocalypse is awesome and this everybody is... should watch it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, like, honestly, like, with Frenchie, would, would, would it even work? What if, like, would he yeah. have to be totally clean? Because that would take a while. Or would his superpower just be... He already has a superpower, which is a phenomenal amount of drugs that he can have in his system. And function. Because <laughs> he doesn't... And, no, in fairness, Frenchy's superpower is, like, working out how to take out soups. It is. And because even he's while... He's so good at even it. Even like, while off his face here, he figures out the whole gas that's thing. That's not halothane. The texture of it is all is all wrong. And it's like, dude, you can't even open your eyes. Yeah, you can't stand up. You're, like, you're falling <laughs> hey, over. And it's grainy fucking VHS from 40 years ago that was presumably improperly stored by the Russians but I and mean, you can still tell that that's not Halothane Frenchie knows his shit Frenchie does know his shit he really does and uh, the <laughs> well, only for, thing I miss take... about 
that comic book friend she has is that nif nif. The what? When he oh, the way he literally sniffs things out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frenchie has a nose for a different kind of things in the series. Yeah, but I just miss the way because the, when they give like the little sound effect, it's sniff sniff. Yeah. And it just, it's something I just associate with Frenchie. Frenchie is, is the, the chemical engineer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he does, he figures it out pretty quickly in fairness. Yeah, once he works out it's a vapour, he's like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, that's, that's freaking Novichok. And the second he said that, I was like, oh, for fuck sake Lonina. yeah for yeah. one reason and one reason only I was like oh no <laughs> yeah but this time Kimiko's gonna well has her powers back so little Nina's probably not gonna last very long yeah I was I said this I that, that's the only thing that's the only acceptable way I'll have little Nina back is if, yep. is if Kimiko dances on her that was yeah that was one of the things I, I said fairly shortly after we watched the episode was I was like I really don't want little Nina to come back but if she has to I want newly powered up female to just walk into that Russian deli, destroy all her bodyguards, and then just like say, look, get us some Novichok or I'm going to kill you. I'm probably going to kill you anyway, but I might not if you get us this thing. I just want to see little Nina destroyed. She's really irritating. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about it in the first part of the Herogasm run. And yeah, no, she she just, I'm I'm totally bored with her. And now that Blue Hawk is gone, I need somewhere to direct my hate boner. So I want the female to just wreck little Nina's operations (laughs) and by extension, little Nina. And also, um, um, uh, the the hate boner extends to Todd. Oh, well, that never went away. No. That never went away. No, but that is... That is back in this episode. Absolute. <laughs> yeah, no. It was it was a little hate job. Um, I'll say, do you know it what? Was a hate there was job. there was there was a little. <laughs> there was a bit where I went kind of half mast because chode. Um, I loathed chode. I like that. <laughs> I did. I felt a tiny bit sorry for him just before MM punches him, and he brought it right back when he said that he, you know, somebody needs to be. A oh yeah, no, no, but, he deserved that punch but in the when, face when you see. Because M.M. is reasonable in this. He calms down and he's like, yeah. You well, know. he storms out of the apartment without saying anything. No, face. but like when he actually, when that whole argument comes to a head and M.M. calms himself down and he's like, okay, fair enough. You do what you want, but please don't take my baby girl. Like you've pissed me off. Yeah. You've pissed off. Um, I've forgotten his ex. Monique. Yeah, Monique. I was really happy that Monique, Monique was, was like, like, you did what? Yeah. And you didn't even ask me. It's like, dude, just back in. Yeah. Fucking asshole. Fuck you, Todd. <laughs> Like, as I said, I did. It, I was a tiny bit half-masked with my hate boner for Todd when I saw it. I was like, he is fully swallowing the line. Like, he believes everything Homelander is saying. Yeah. And I do... And I, it, it's I very... I kind of have to feel sorry for four people like that. Yeah, it's very similar to this cold open of season two. It was, I can't remember which episode it was where it's the guy going through his Oh, episode day, seven, the guy Hearing who... all the all the Stormfront's rhetoric over and over and over again. Which culminates in the death of the convenience store clerk. Yeah, Todd's been in a similar echo chamber. But yeah, he can't. He's like, he's He's gone. It's gone gone really QAnon this. Oh yeah, no, I died. The QAnon stuff is very strong um, in one of the things we'll get to later. But yeah, he is. He's that QAnon believer that I do just kind of feel a little bit sorry for. He's still a total dickhead. And oh, still yeah. definitely fuck Todd. That is the main theme of this season. Is it's fuck Todd. Hughie's being an asshole and fuck Todd. Fuck Todd. <laughs> um, Todd, yeah, no, he really, really bothers me. He mansplains female shit to women. Well, I, I don't, I don't think anybody's He's a social studies teacher as well. I, yeah, in we're universe, not supposed to is, like Todd. No, but like the thing that's quite scary about Todd is that he's a social studies uh, teacher. He and is directly influencing. Like, he says the kids in his class are, like, what, 11, 12 years old? Same age as Janine, yeah. Yeah, that, no, you're, what are you teaching these children? 
Yeah, I do the, the way it ends, though. When, <laughs> I mean, Todd totally deserves to get punched out. But he got punched right out. Um, me, like, he I, was gone. Oh, he was. And the fact that we don't... I, I, when we set, watched it the second time, I wanted to watch how he hit the ground. It doesn't seem to be a particularly hard fall because he doesn't get up and Monique seemed very worried. And I was like, I really hope that MM hasn't... Like, he hasn't fallen hard and ends up in a coma or something because... I think MM just, I like, could give, I, could, well, I, I think could, he just KO'd him. Oh, he, he did KO him. But I'm, I'm... Like, if Todd ends up in a coma, I could give a shit about Todd. But that MM. would mean bad things for MM because it's bad enough that Janine saw it. Yeah. And you can see... All I wanted him to do was go over and hug Janine. Well, after no, that not hugger but like just he knows he can't because you know when remember when he freaked out over the fire alarm yeah and she looked terrified yeah that she did the arm rub thing then as well mm-hmm. and she grabs her arm and does the arm rub thing here and I think it is MM knows this time he's it's gone. a tick it, well but it, it's her tick A yeah. yeah so he sees that she's developing maybe same kind of things but also she was very afraid of, of him and his actions and, and what he might do when he was attacking the fire alarm yeah. He's just punched out her, not stepdad, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody who has been a caregiver of a sort for her for a while. And they seem to have an okay relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh no, MM. Like, Todd totally deserved it, but oh no. Yeah, it was a... It, yeah, I felt bad. If Janine hadn't seen it, I would have been like, yeah! And I think... Fuck I, you, Todd! <laughs> I'm glad. I'm nearly glad that the, the scene with Frenchie and the female dancing and, and talking about V comes beforehand. Because I was so damn close to crying during that scene. If that had come after M.M. had punched out Todd and Janine saw it, yeah. I, yeah, I would have been in floods. Yeah, that was Because that it. scene really got to me. Them Where they have the and dance talking. and then she tells him about that. the noodly arms. Oh, bendy straw arms! <laughs> yeah, that he had bendy straw arms when she was on V and she wanted to, to actually feel him one last time. Yeah, she couldn't feel anything properly. Because she said it wasn't just his arm. She can't She can't feel anything properly. Yeah, and I really like then that she, she, she comes clean with him straight away. Yeah, that she's taken it because And when, she why can. she wants yeah. it. She shows him the same message that, that she had written for she Annie. She almost lost him. Yeah, it's about the fact that she almost lost him. And I really... I swear to God, if he had said she'd tell him, right then, I, that was it. I was done with the whole thing. I never wanted to watch any of the That was it. It was perfect. Yeah, and that was, I couldn't then decide. And I'm still not 100% sure how I feel. I'm happy for the both of them. but He's not going to change her mind. No, and he's he not going to change that. Like mind. he begged her, and no, but, not I mean, sorry, not no, not about, no, not about that at all. Oh, about right. the fact that they won't have a romantic relationship. Because um, that's well, that seems to be the way that that Kimiko was saying it. Like that, that was why the kiss felt weird. Was not because it was a bad kiss or they shouldn't or anything like that. As much as he's family now, and yeah. that was why it felt weird. And no, she was the I, one who said that, and she was the one who kissed him. I know. I don't know. Um, who knows what way it'll work out? Everything's kind of all up in the air. I'm just, well, I'm just, I'm happy for Kimiko because yeah. she seems happy. This is what she wants to do. And Frenchie does support her. Yeah. Like, like he asked her. He takes her, some he convincing. Did, he, like, well, he actually begged her, but she's when? adamant. And he knows her well enough. Like if they've spent the year prior to that together, they know each other. Well, I think it's, and it's a nice, it's a nice parallel between Annie and Huey's problems this season. Because Frenchie. They're just not communicating with each other. Well, well but Frenchie understands that he would do anything to save Kimiko. Yeah. And Kimiko is now saying, you know, I would do the same, but I used to be able to, and now I can't, and, and I don't want, want to be, that, you know, yeah. I don't, I I don't want to be not able to. I almost lost you because yeah. I can't. Protect you. Yeah. And, and Frenchie's cool with that. Frenchie's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm sometimes I have to you... save you, and sometimes you have to save me, Yeah, and, and that's they fine. have saved each other. Yeah, and they both have saved each other on a number of different occasions, yeah. and that's fine. 
<laughs> and they, yeah, no, I just, I, I really liked what we got out of them. As I said, yeah, well, he saved, her, he saved her in the first place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, that was like the whole, the, that was like what without, started it Without all. him, she would still be locked in that cell under that Chinese laundry. Yeah, yeah. No, the takeout. Was and, it takeout? Yeah, it was takeout. And the difference... Now I want takeout. <laughs> Later. The, the difference here being that you know, she had it forced upon her and she was in a cell alone the whole time, the first choice. time. Yeah. This time, it's her choice and she's surrounded by people who love her and it care was, for her. It because... was a lot less traumatic looking for her than it was for Vic's daughter. Yeah, well, I'm I'm going to say whatever genetic changes had happened to Kimiko had already happened and yeah. she just got depowered. Yeah. So the V well, was just the, like a reboot to her system well, or something. the way that Homelander describes it. Is it was burnt out of their blood. Burnt out of their blood, mm. so... Yeah, no, I just, I like how it's a completely, this time it's, it's the complete opposite of the last time. She's surrounded by people who she now considers family. Yeah. It's her choice. And it, it all goes and well. her Frenchie, MM, and Annie in particular are are the core group. Yeah, yeah they are, like, Huey had been kind of close with her. But yeah, I, there was, a, there was occasions though, I swear, um, where Huey can, could come across as, like, extremely patronising towards her. Mm, um, when she was learning to write and stuff like that. Um, no, I, I never took them as too patronizing, but they were. They tended to just be kind of passing oh, comments. Yeah, but, like I liked your, I liked your song, or mm. he never put Huey hasn't put the effort in. Yeah, whereas MM is, MM has he might not show it often or say it often, but, but it's shown with him. It's shown through the actions. Yeah, he's the one who takes her to the hospital. Like when Butcher's like, "Oh, we need to go he's back the to the one US," he's like, her. "You don't give a shit." Butcher's the one who called them as well. Or sorry, MM's the one who called them as well. Yeah. To come back. Yeah, so no, they're they're the people who have been kind of most supportive of her. Annie's looked after Well, I mean, hell, Annie's gone to the lab and gotten Yeah. The v well, for Annie her. was <laughs> the only one who fucking checked in on her in the yeah, hospital. But when Annie comes back, after she goes off and she finds the V and she finds the lab report yeah. that says tenth uh, V is a bad, bad thing. Oh God, yeah, not not ill advised. Do not use. Call, calls Billy and basically tells him, "Look, uh, trying to get through to you, we can't. Uh, how many doses have you taken? Because three to five will kill you. Yeah. Please, please, please tell Huey and explains the brain goop. It does explain brain goop. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and their brain literally is leaking, as yeah. Huey says later. But when Annie gets back with the V and tells them, and Frenchie's like, do you think Butcher will tell him? And she's like, do you think Butcher will tell yeah. him? And Kimiko asks, well, what will you do? And Annie says, well, fuck it, I'm just Huey, Huey doesn't want it, but I'm going to fucking save him again. Yeah, because I've got to, because he's too precious for this world. <laughs> well, no, I think for Annie it is, it's, it's not about their relationship no, or anything it's, it's the it's right thing being a hero it's the right thing to yeah. do she knows she can get through to him yeah yep. and Butcher won't and Butcher had every opportunity to and still won't no no he won't He he's happy to just barrel towards death with Huey barreling barreling towards death but somebody who is unexpectedly barreling a- away from death and very unexpectedly yeah so. pretty sure he was gone yeah we, we were so not- certain <laughs> We were so certain last week that that was it. A-Train was done. Sad to see Jesse Usher go. Happy with the conclusion of the character yeah, storyline. Yeah, like happy with how he yeah. went out. That's one way to go. Dragging your nemesis <laughs> to his death. I saw, I saw a thing like, in a, a Facebook how, group. Hang on though. How fast did Vought fucking react? Homelander flying away or the deep legging it away. One or the other of them. When Homelander flew away or when the deep drove off, they would have filled Vought in on what had just happened. Probably well, Phil Ashley anyway. Not 
the Homelander flying away like a little bitch to go, you know. To go and put on concealer. To go uh, and put on concealer. No, but, a cow. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. And to the point where I saw this exact like twist, somebody suggested it as a theory in a Facebook group for the boys. And I looked at it and went, no way. I mean, like I see what they'd be going for in a weird kind of like poetic twist of justice and, and stuff to yeah. fuck up A-Train. But like, nah, they'd never do that. And it's exactly what they did. What's he, has, oh. he has Blue Hawk's heart. Yeah, and it's weird and gross, and I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I I like the the kind of switch in Ashley with it as well. Where you know normally she's fuck I just Ashley this from the second he woke up. And oh, she she's brilliant. Feeding, Kobe's delivery in this is fucking feeding excellent. him that story. But it's that's and being like, yes, mm-hmm, you're agreeing with me. What I really liked about that story is that's nothing to do with the press. No, that's literally that's. Just, I can't tell Homelander, like, she knows full well what happened there. Yeah. That he killed Blue Hawk. Yeah. And she's like, I can't tell Homelander that you killed Blue Hawk because he will kill you and then he will probably find some way to blame me. So here's what happened. Soldier Boy came and killed, tried to kill the both of you, killed Blue Hawk. And, and you couldn't yeah. save him. And it's such a shame because you and him had been working towards. And I was like, when first when she started giving that line, I was like, but the press, A, the press aren't acknowledging that they're not acknowledging in the press that Soldier Boy exists and they're not making much of a big deal about Blue Hawk and A-Train's feud anyway. And I was like, oh no, wait, this is for Homelander. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is to stop Homelander because he was like, deal with it, it's done. And she's like, we can get you back running. We'll put you yeah, back in your a suit. super able. It was, the stress on the super able heart part was weird. Was that Blue Hawk's power? Because Adrian no, had it, but I don't he had think, a superpowered heart. Yeah, before, that I thought. he damaged. Oh, he damaged it to fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's not exactly like you know, super hearts are just you know, floating. lying around. Yeah. yeah. They could, well, because, yeah, they couldn't put a normal heart into him. Well, they could have used shockwaves after Congress. He wasn't using it. Um. Yeah, but Adrian had only had, had one heart attack at that point. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm no, surprised they didn't harvest uh, their organs because I thought they would have been like, well, I suppose Vogelbaum's not out there. Well, they anymore. obviously did for this this one. Yeah. But yeah, Ashley's delivery is so Seriously, so many of the lines because that had been, that has actually been like kicked down a road. That would have just been like not Sarah. Just go with it. Okay. I'm gonna use that's a, a, I'm, from now on. You talk about <laughs> soup body parts. You're gonna hear me use the phrase. Just go with it. No. No. <laughs> no just, I question. Just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> But no, Ashley, some of Ashley's lines are fucking brilliant. There. Can I get a what? What? Oh, uh, it's so <laughs> You're okay with talking shit about Starlight, right? And he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah, what? Huh? what why? I love that suit. That suit with the diamond fringe. She's gotten very like power sushi this season. She she has. And and you have been remarkably restrained not talking about her clothing. I think the only thing you have was when I brought it up. No, because so. it is. It's, it's a lot of like power suits. So mm. blazers. Unless they're really, really fancy, it, it it's a blazer. Well, I mean, she is it more in control this season, as much as Ashley can be, anyway. I think she's on a lot of volume. She's on a lot, a lot of things. She's on a lot of things. You've seen her. <laughs> we've definitely seen her taking pills. Although, at least she, for well, for the minute, by the end of the episode, it's going to be another headache. But I was going to say, at least she doesn't have the headache of the deep anymore, because oh. Cassandra's been managing him. But that's all fucked by the end of the episode. Yeah, because the, the deep, deep can't keep it in his pants. What? No, he's. Mom to be like the deep actually approach that like a calm, caring, sensitive human being. Well, I wouldn't go degree, that far. But was like <laughs> definitely a lot better than we've seen him be in the past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like okay, but he did actually attempt to have a conversation about it instead of just eye fucking the octopus while he banged her. <laughs> yeah, and is, he leads into it like good news. I'm on Hannity. <laughs> yay! 
She uh, starts to freak out a little in bit. In other news, hey, threesome this. <laughs> yeah. Our sex life's gotten a little bit vanilla. Where is that pool, by the way? Because it's just, it looks like it, he literally just reaches behind the bed and is like hand in a bowl of water. Like, do the pillows not fall in? No, I think, I, I, to me, it actually looked like the tank was the headboard of the bed. Yeah, it was just... Uh, like, ew, that was the was set up. Gross. It's the deep. I know. Uh, I just, no, when, when they actually, when she agrees to it. And fair folks like, to fair, No, but I was just like, does he have to have like a hand in water or something when he's sleeping to stop him drying out? He's to stay moist. Just go with it. <laughs> could, could you hear the eye roll there? Um, <laughs> I wonder if he can sleep underwater. Just go with it. <laughs> well, that's a genuine thing, because that would be He probably fun. can. Yeah. He's got gills. Yeah. So yeah, he can. But yeah, she she goes with it. Yeah. She goes with it. Yeah. <laughs> for a while. Uh, until it touches her. Yeah. Well, no, until Deep says that she wants to taste you. Yeah, but then you see that the octopus puts its... She's like, oh God. And then the octopus puts a tentacle on her. And she's like, nope, nope, that's it. Not doing it. Uh-uh. <laughs> I love the way Deep's like, oh, hey there. <laughs> Just uh, uh, Chase Crawford is at some of his best in this episode. <laughs> the bloopers. They have you seen the outtakes for Deeper Thoughts with the Deep? Oh yes, they're fucking brilliant. Anybody who hasn't seen them, I highly recommend oh, go and be- check them out. Being handsome is such a curse. Or being handsome is its own kind of prison, isn't yeah, that it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're great, and and yeah, no. But when when she says, "No, look, I've had enough." She gave up tenure at Vassar. Yeah, she did give up a lot to be with him. And we Good like, God. What we've been th- really harsh towards Cassandra this season. Yeah. We've been like, is she a secret soup? Is she just a bitch who's controlling the deep? You were like... Well, is she gonna- was kind of controlling the deep. But oh, she like, was, yeah. For his but- own and her own benefit. But damn, bitch, she had freaking tenure at Vassar. Also, she had tenure at Vassar really, really young. Yeah, she, she didn't look that old. Was she Harleen Quinzaling her way through the place? Possibly. Yeah. I mean... Get tenure. Way to support your fellow women there immediately, assuming that she slipped her way to tenure in Vassar. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, She's she gave very up. young. She is. She gave, And she did, yeah. She gave up a hell of a lot. Yeah. And Deep's like, you didn't do that much. <laughs> it's like, no, she did pretty much everything for you, Kevin. Yeah. And she tells him that and storms out. And he's like, what? what is it he says? Well, I have a, why did so-and-so tell me I have a formidable intellect? Formidable intellect! It's like, no, no she does straight up just go, Kevin. You're an idiot. Yeah. She has a nice butt. She does. (laughs) Is it just me or is it a running theme in this show that all sea creatures are horny all the time? I think because, it's because all sea creatures are horny. Well, dolphins are no, are like notoriously but, horny all the fucking time. He's always like they have been known to like mount people. Anytime we hear his side of the conversation, there's always a lot of yeah. We'll talk about that later, okay? And we can do that then, or we can do that and and here. Um, what's the what's the um, octopus called? Yeah, I can't remember. Ambrosium. Ambrosia. Um, Something I can't remember. Anyway, Ambrosium. But but the octopus is like asking him something and he's like oh no it's she okay she just she just needs some time to cool off and I'm sure that octopus is like oh so is that it is the threesome over yeah. that's the impression I got anyway I, I think that octopus is just glad that it's out of the carrier bag definitely glad it's out of the orgy house I'd say anyway. yeah well everything's glad to be out of there yes but yeah no the deep's pretty confident he'll be able to go it on his own that's because the deep is an idiot oh he is he's a total idiot but he's like yeah you didn't do that much for me I know, I know how to do it I, I can like you know I know how to I don't do need it. your over-noting. But he does. He, he does. Because he yeah. hasn't a fucking clue. But yeah, the man's an idiot and knows nothing. And I was quite happy to see somebody who is in stark contrast to this that we really thought wasn't coming back as well, which is the legend. 
I thought he was going to be a one and done. Yeah, I'm delighted to see the legend. Oh yeah, totally happy to see the legend back. I'm um, fucking delighted to see the legend. It gave me more of what I wanted. I'm really surprised he wasn't actually at Hero Gasm because you know I, that old horn dog would have shown up at that back in the day. Speaking of more of what we wanted and Hero Gasm, when they go downstairs and we see the old ladies like oh, jerking it, and he's in the silk robe like whacking off to them, talking about Astroglide and and in great detail why he needs it. I was like. Where was this last week? Yeah. That was worse than anything we saw in Hero Gasm. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to kink shame. Like, if you're into gilfs, more power to you. Yeah, but, no, like, honestly, the way he described it is, yeah, pretty pretty accurate. But at the same time... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going in there raw. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that possibly one of my favourite bits of Soldier Boy so far this season. That oh, is fucking I'm hilarious. loving Soldier Boy. And his little, really his little music video. Oh, stop. <laughs> Stop it. I think they just had a whole load of like mock-ups of different uniforms and Kripke was like, let's just try them all. Oh, Kripke's definitely had fun with it because that was one of the things I saw him say on Twitter was that that bit of Soulja Boy doing the the, the, so the Caribbean style song. The Calypso. In, Calypso, thank you. Song. In the kind of fake patois. That's something that I can't remember the name of the celebrity, but some, oh. some bloke in the 80s did and that did an album like that. And the, there was a video for a song that was pretty much exactly that song oh. and exactly that video. And Kripke was like, I wanted to do something like this for years. It had, <laughs> the thing is, though, for me, it was very kind of like Shatnery as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's definitely the vibe. <laughs> I, it definitely is. I it's think. a little bit Shatner. It's, it's so terrible. bad. Like we've already seen and the him legend- singing before with the disco beat one. Yeah, the- and that was also bad. And the, I just the legend being like, I produced this shit. <laughs> Yeah, he's so not happy with himself and is quite happy to, to tell uh, Huey that uh, Soldier Boy did to music what Pantyhose did to finger fucking. And um, Huey's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Huey doesn't get it. <laughs> Huey does not get Huey it. Huey does not get it. He's just going to like smile and nod at the old man who's keeping them safe. It's not that hard to parse out though, in fairness. No. Uh, especially just given the context of what he said. Soldier Boy ruined music. Yes. <laughs> Ergo. Or at least, you know, a fairly substantial barrier. (laughs) Yes. But that's not the only thing that the legend drops, because apparently as much as he was a panty dropper, he he drops the curtain for Huey here with uh, in regards to Soldier Boy and tells him, Soldier Boy was a fucking asshole the whole time. Well, well, before that, he's like, hey, are you guys not... Because Huey had obviously been off talking to him and was like, what's he need? And he's like, oh, more 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 (laughs) ass. Yeah, more loop. More more astro glide. And he's like, ugh. And he's like, well, Huey's like, well, he's an American hero. Or like, is, like, aren't you guys friends? And he's like, why? Because he barged his way into the privacy of my home. Yeah, he's like, no, I <laughs> never make friends with talent. Yeah, they're like, they're talent. That's it. Keep and the as, hands off. As if to show us how far Huey has fallen. He goes, well, not all talent. And you think, oh yeah, he's probably talking about Starlight. But no, he's No, like, he's talking about fucking soldier yeah, boy going. he's like, isn't he a hero? And he's Storm Beach in Normandy. He's like, yeah, two weeks later. Two weeks like, later. For the photo shoot. Yeah. And then proceeds to list a, a number of racially motivated or anti-gay protests that were turned nasty and potentially even assassinating Kennedy uh, yeah <laughs> so yeah, the, the, I think the shine definitely wears and off was, for Huey this, yeah, this episode it was like oh damn like it makes kind of sense when he's when you're introduced to Soldier Boy originally and he's walking down the street and there's the gay interracial couple that must yeah. have really fucking grabbed his gears oh and when he talks about Liberty I assume he knows that Liberty was as racist as she was 
Yeah, but he and, was probably down with it. And as we see later on in the episode, the the one episode of pay, or say the one member of Payback that he gave the most shit to was the only coloured member. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's an all around asshole. Yeah, he is definitely an all around asshole, and uh, is so much of an asshole that ben. He was, like his, yeah. he's like no, he's not a bad Ben. Ben. <sighs> Ben doesn't even have the decency to go and get prostitutes. He just takes the legend's maids. Yeah, dude definitely needs that Astro guy because that sounded chafy. <laughs> no, I love how the legend's freaking out afterwards when he sends the two girls off. He's like that shag stuck on a hoover itself and she's running out naked with the vacuum cleaner yeah. and the other one's got like a, a bucket with cleaning supplies in it. And, and he's, he's like, just, I can't even fire those girls now. Yeah, and he's just ranting it. As the rest of them are talking shop, he's ranting in the background about, oh, Egyptian cotton and now I've got to burn them and it smells like Bengay and sex in here. Yeah, that's not a good combination. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah, and he's stripping the bed and grumbling and like kicking things in the background. I was, I was fucking hilarious. so happy we got more legend this yeah. episode. He's fucking great. I just, great old man who just keeps dropping these clangers as well. Like, cause in the middle of all of that, it's when they're talking about how Mindstorm is paranoid or crazy. And he goes, he's not crazy. He's bipolar, but he just like. Yeah, he's just dropping these pearls of wisdom. Yeah. And that, again, it's... And that's when he goes past to shout out the door that the whole place smells like Bengay and sex. Yeah, because the whole thing is Butcher's like, you've given me a shitload of addresses to check. They're all out in the middle of nowhere. I can't fucking check them all. And immediately, non-superpowered Huey comes to the rescue. Yeah. And and we get Hugh's clues. Hugh's clues? What? I don't want to know how Lithium reacts with uh, with somebody on V. (laughs) Well, given how we see him later on, not too well, because he no. seems pretty messed up. Yeah. Poor guy. He does but... look a little bit like your man from Ancient Aliens. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is not helping. Cause Especially the hair when, is... Well, the first look at him as well is... When the eyes go... The wild, wild yeah. eyes look at Billy. No, well, but... like, he does that cat eye thing where when you stare at a cat and their eyes go... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it was just... it was. It was really nice that at the start of the episode where Huey has a bit of a revelation that we see him kind of going back to being useful in the way that non-powered Huey was. Which is that Huey figures shit out. Yeah, and you could even see a butcher's like, oh, well done. And it's genuine. It's It's like the only kind of genuine piece of praise I think the butcher's given anybody. Yeah, and Huey... Good soldier boy. Yeah, Huey does look a bit surprised by it. He's like, oh shit, genuine praise. And if he was smart, he'd realise, oh, genuine praise for something that didn't involve me teleporting or being superpowered. Yeah, clutching my butt. It takes him a while to get there. Yeah, it takes takes him a little bit of a while. He's had a bit of a... He's already kind of had the shove with... The legend As taking the shine off Soldier Boy. Yeah, and then it gets a little bit worse when they head out on the road because. No, I'm sorry. Just before they leave, and Soldier Boy's go- like, "We're gonna need a whole load more reefer." reefer. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they get they get to where they're like, going smut- in his like fancy silk dress again, sitting on the bed. Yeah, they get to where they're going, and you see him with a big fat blood, and Huey's like, "Why do you keep giving him these big hefty bags of weed?" <laughs> it's like because he has PTSD. Yeah, Butcher says, Look, <laughs> "That's why he keeps." Blowing the shit out of everything. Yeah, so which is like better better him chilled out and stoned than blowing shit up everywhere. Except it just seems to have increased his paranoia. Oh, massively so. <laughs> the amount of time, yeah, the amount of times. Time. <laughs> what? what was that? Who? And huh? the way he stops and looks around. This your bush? You got a special relationship with this bush? <laughs> It's yeah no he's 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 fucking stoned out of his brain in this episode. It's hilarious, and, uh, and the fact as well that they're hunting Mindstorm. He's like his whole mo is like it's like oh if you see him 
just don't look at his eyes. Yeah. So he, he's Medusa. But um, never, yeah, it's never explained really what he can do. So Until it happens to Butcher and then he's like, oh, his MO is to trap you in an endless nightmare until you die of dehydration. Yeah, pretty dark. But uh, I assume that's not his <laughs> only power. Like, but it's like, probably, oh, shit. He, well, we know he we can... We could have appreciated knowing this before going off to find the maniac. And equally that he can brainwash people and the other stuff he can do. But you think, I'm sorry, that nun is hilarious. Oh, gotcha. But you, you, you think that, oh, is this Mindstorm messing with Soldier Boy? And it's like, no, no, he's just really super fucking so paranoid. Who? Was the guy shinnanananang all the prostitutes at Herogasm? Because I thought that was Mindstorm. No, we, well, we got a look at him and we realised it wasn't Mindstorm because uh, he, he looked nothing like him. Yeah. Um, just some other super-powered me- mind guy. Because yeah. we've seen Mesmer. Yeah. So true. we know there's mind powers out there. Yeah. But Soldier Boy's fucked up enough as it is without... <laughs> <laughs> needing any additional mind fuckery but also as well he's been in Russia since the 80s so the cannabis that he's being given now is way way, way stronger. stronger than <laughs> anything he would have gotten back in the day even the quality stuff he would have gotten back in the day even this hefty bag shite that Butcher's giving him is way better quality especially he says it as well that it's legal so yeah, it's legal in the it's state of New York there. so yeah. it is good stuff that he's getting so he's off his tits yep oh yeah he totally whacked like I knew <laughs> he's, he's not like, I can't believe how many idiots I used to lock up for this shit back in the day but no earlier on when he was talking to, to Butcher about the PTSD and he's like oh uh so he's oh, a radioactive... Yeah, he's a radioactive PTSD-suffering fucking, like, you know... Self-medicated. Stone, self-medicated. And Butcher's just like, oh, yeah, who'd do a horrible thing like self-medication? Now, here, shoot this up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just to be like, yeah, you're not uh, not really on the high road on this one, are you? No. The only thing that you're lacking is the radioactivity. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to... Well, maybe he did have PTSD in the past, kind of. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty we sure... We saw him suffer from elements of it anyway. Yeah, in the well, it was A-Train triggered PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Huey, you're not as far away the from Soldier Boy as you think. Yeah, the hypocrisy is real. <laughs> when when they start going along though, when Mindstorm first appears. That's really nice when he hits the trip when Soldier Boy hits the trip bar and he's like, oh Fuck. shit. <laughs> but up to that point as well, he'd been like, Did you hear that? Did you say something? Yeah. And then walks straight into it. Yep. I like the way he gets thrown as well. It's pretty yeah. convincing. <laughs> it just gets flung off. To, well, they all get flung off to the side. But when Butch, um, Butcher, your man, appears in front of Butcher with his crazy alien's head. Yeah. And the eyes go, Wah! Yeah. And Butcher just goes, oh, fuck! <laughs> but it's too late to close his eyes because as he closes his eyes, he gets trapped in the nightmare. Yeah. And that's that's Butcher's own little nightmare for more or less. That's what he's up to for most of the episode is, yeah. is this... Is reliving reliving these moments and this realisation and this examination of himself. Um, When Billy gets mind-stormed and Soldier Boy's like, right, come on, we got to keep moving. He's done for. And Huey's like, no, we got to save him. And Soldier Boy uses a very convincing line of, like, I barely know the guy, but I know he'd be willing to die to to get Homelander killed. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he's like, you know, oh, we're going to go do this, but, you know, I'm not going to renege on our deal. You know, I'm still going to help yeah, you kill Homelander. Yeah, I'm still going to help you kill Homelander, you know, and Billy would give his life for that. Because Huey's going for the obvious thing of, oh, well, we'll get there. We'll bring him back and make him do wake Billy up and then, then you can kill him and do whatever you want. And, and he's like, like, no, he's going to die now. Yeah, and, and Huey's back in a very similar position to, to where he was with Butcher in the end of season one. Where Butcher's like, we're going after Homelander. And he's like, no, we have to go after the boys. Yeah. But that's straight away. 
now he lets himself be taken along by uh, Soldier Boy, who's nothing but horrible to him the whole time. He's yeah. like, you know, if you get hysterical, I'll slap you like Connery style. No, he doesn't say Connery style. He just says, I will slap you like Connery. Yeah. Because Connery did like to hit the old lady. Oh, he did. And again, it's it's a totally loaded sentence from him, like the line about uh, Cosby and the drinks, because Cosby he obviously... Some, some, he knew. He knew. And, and like this, he knows Connery used to hit women yeah. and he obviously sees... Well, Connery mm, threatened to slap Barbara Walters whilst being interviewed by her. But yeah, I love the way he does drop these like really random references in there that if you well, didn't... No, like, obviously we both knew that Sean Connery has no qualms with hitting a lady. But, but he does you, too. And that's that's the point of saying that th- these lines are to show you. Not only are they kind of funny lines like, oh, slap you like Connery. It's also... Well, he obviously thinks there's absolutely nothing wrong with slapping women if he's happy to say a sentence like that. Or making the very, very strong. Yeah, or making the drinks very strong. Yeah, so Soldier Boy is just horrible. The more we see of him, the more horrible he gets. And I, I love it. I'm all for it. It's fucking deadly. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of like, why is he so much fun, though? Oh, yeah, but all it took was one argument with Butcher and Huey for Huey to go back and rescue the boys. Yeah. But it takes two or three things before he eventually goes back for Butcher. And I don't think it was his plan all along to to get Mindstorm and Zap straight back. No. I think it's everything that they encounter along the way. Everything kind of falls into place with it as well. At the start, he is like, oh, we have to save him. And he's like, Soldier Boy's like, gargle my balls and just well, strides it's the, off. Yeah, no, because Soldier Boy stops later on and is like, what was that? And he was like, nothing. I didn't I think say a, a word. I and think then, it's the PTSD. Yeah, I think it's probably the PTSD or something. That's like literally those. just before they, they leave Butcher lying on the ground because he goes back after that and puts the bag under his head. No, it's a little bit later on when he has the line about his cock must have tasted great if you want to go back and get him that bad. Oh. Uh, that bit, that's yeah. what I was talking about. And you has to be like, uh, no, like you're full of shit. Yeah. That's when he actually slaps someone. It's like, I did warn you. Because you was like, you didn't storm shit, you're full of shit, your Marlboro Man cowboy act is, is all made up. Yeah, and, you have and PTSD, I need, and, and Soldier Boy goes, number one, I don't have shell shock, fuck you. Is that then, or is that when we get onto the nun and the priest? I can't remember when it comes, but that nun and the priest bit's fucking brilliant as well. That is when he says, I, I, I don't have shell shock, fuck you. Oh, because he's like, this is how to be a soldier, this is what you do. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, earlier on is when he gives Huey the bit about, do you know what I do when I'm afraid? Nothing. Because I don't get afraid, because yeah. I'm not a pussy. Um, but the nun and the priest are so fun. Oh, and so I like much the, fun. I like the fact that they're going to a Smartons embrace. That was a nice, nice little touch, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, they're still on the go? But that, that... <laughs> When that nun jumps Huey, and he and it's oh. been a while since we've seen an hit a properly hysterical Huey. I loved it. It has been ages since we've seen panicked hysterical Huey, and I loved it. It was just like get it off me. An entirely different kind of flying nun. <laughs> He's like do something, and uh, social boy is just very calmly like, "Well, you've got to stand still." <laughs> and you are like you're fully with Huey there. You're <laughs> expecting him to be like. Oh yeah, no, he's just like, he is so fucking paranoid and PTSD'd out of it and stoned out of it that he just killed this priest thinking that Mindstorm had taken him over. And then, no, he actually has. Yeah, it's like, oh, good God, he's <laughs> lost his mind. Oh no, wait, he was right. Oh God. <laughs> Shit. And then when Huey has his little freak out about how he just wants to go home. 
when oh when they actually yeah when they get to Mindstorm it's only yeah they find him pretty quickly after the, the nun yeah, of the priest he's like I just want all this stuff to um, go home and it's all the wind chimes outside on the washing line and everything yeah when they do find Mindstorm and he is he is kind of a very pitiful character because he just wants the voices to stop yeah Huey gets there and gets teleports the him out straight away he's a bit of a like Professor X style only he can't he, he can't keep out the voices yeah because that's yeah where he's just like I just want the voices to stop I just want the voices to stop well he also yeah. screams why am I naked well yeah you <laughs> would too question. yeah oh, totally valid question <laughs> yeah I imagine just being like rat one one second you're in your thing and you're happy out in your paranoia and like the next second you're you're naked. naked in the woods with somebody else who's also naked yeah and an unconscious person yeah but Huey gives him clothes at least and then and then makes his case about it's like how, at least we don't have to be naked here's some pants yeah makes his case about how uh, please please bring him back you know he's my friend and, and I thought I wanted to be this thing but I really don't I just want to go home and yeah, I, I want to save to him but, and he's also like I will take you where we want I can teleport tell anybody. I, I can take yeah I, uh, he, I do feel really bad for Mindstorm because Mindstorm just does he's not doing any harm and we haven't he just wants to be left alone yeah and we apart from um, getting the nun and the priest killed because you gotta assume yeah. he knew they were just cannon fodder oh yeah we didn't see him or hear of him doing anything particularly diabolical so he might not have been, like especially <laughs> over the last few years he's just been holed up in his cabins but it doesn't even seem to be like in the Nicaragua flashback he was just there Oh, yeah, he did nothing except for hide. Yeah, and <laughs> then when Noir is kind of going through it from his perspective as well, he doesn't. He throws one punch later on, and that's, but that's, it. that's kind of it. He doesn't. It seems to be that he's an incredibly powerful telepath. Oh well, I mean, for what we see, from what we see, what he does to Billy, he definitely is a powerful. But telepath. because of that as well, that's probably that's we were trying to work out why he was on payback. That's why he's on payback. Why yeah. TNT twins were on payback, I don't no, know. That was the one we were trying to work out. <laughs> um, but but he, uh, he just seems to be like a really sad, you do, you, you feel for him. He's so afraid and he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. And he's not causing any harm. Apart from to the nun and the priest. Apart from to the nun and the priest, but you could kind of be like, well, Soldier Boy started it. <laughs> you don't, you don't use people as human shields in self-defense. That is not acceptable here. You can. You're allowed to feel sorry for him. You're just not allowed to say that he was an entirely good guy. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> he definitely had some asshole in him. He's not a good guy. He's an incredibly pitiful character. Yes, he is. I he definitely didn't agree deserve with you to there. die like that, though. That was fucking horrendous. Well, yeah, but I mean, nobody gets a happy ending in the boys. No, but and but secrets were divulged. Yes, many we, secrets. We got to see an awful lot of backstory for Billy. Yes. That and also was incredibly difficult to watch. Yeah, because there's a, I mean, there's a couple of, you get the three kind of flashback scenes. The first. Thank fuck Noirs was, the, was animated. Otherwise, the, this whole episode would have been just so fucking depressing. Oh, yeah, it could have been a massive downer. Like, but it I never, was still a huge downer, but at least it was brightly coloured. Yeah, but, well, I never <laughs> felt like it was, um, I never, you know what I mean? You come away from some episodes of certain shows with, like, just like, oh, fuck, at the end of them. I didn't come away from this episode like that. There are definitely parts of it that are super heavy. Well, well, also the way it ends as well. You're left going, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> and you have all the lovely bits sprinkled throughout with like the legend and Ashley yeah. and A Train and that, the, the that softened that it up. Yeah. yeah, because apart from that, it was it was an extremely like heavy, oh, well, emotionally I mean, just, heavy. Just the Billy episode. stuff alone. We get to see we get to see Billy's dad beat the shit out of him when he can't find Lenny in the first bit. Then we get to see well, we don't see much. Well, we see, but we yeah, see we see basically Butcher going for a teacher quite violent. 
apparently. We've just seen Billy's whole history of his mum's basically catatonic. He looks after his brother. His dad's a raging alcoholic who's looking for any excuse to beat them. Yeah, and and the only praise that we ever see him give is after he Billy beats the shit out yeah. of the teacher. And that that one in particular when he's like, oh, Billy, I have to tell your dad because you were caught selling weed. And he's like, please don't tell him. And he's like, oh, I know what your dad's like. And it's like, then why, then why you, the fuck are you telling you him? Find another, tell way him. To, yeah, find another way to help this kid. Yeah, like the last thing he needs is to be told. And I think that's kind of where the snap happens with Billy when he's like, when he basically when he picks up the stapler yeah and says, he's like fuck it if I'm gonna go down if I'm gonna get thrown out of school I may as well go down for something but anytime he does anything like that in the flashbacks he uses his father's words he does every single time but every when time the flashing between Lenny his and, dad hitting him and and his violent actions his violent actions and then the flashes between Lenny, Lenny and, Huey. and Huey yeah the little split frames I, yeah I really liked how that they were done very yeah. very well like when Huey, because we'd already seen the little flash between Lenny and Huey when Huey's throwing up after taking V for the first time. Yeah, there's a really quick and flash. And that, that appears again in that sequence. It's like yeah. the first flash that he sees. One of the things that came out of the comics to do with this that I thought was really interesting is, you know, when he goes to actually leave Lenny. Yeah. And he says, you know, he's going off to the army or whatever. And his reasoning behind it is, if, if I stay here, I'll kill him. Yeah. They'll send me off to a borstal. And what would that do to mum? It'd break her bleeding heart. It'd break her bleeding heart. In the comics, Lenny delivers that line. There's one night where Butcher actually goes to kill... His dad. His dad. And Lenny stops him. And that's how Lenny convinces him. And I just thought it was interesting that in the comics... Lenny uses it to convince Billy to stop him from doing something bad. Yeah. And, in, in and that's this, when he leaves as well. And in, yeah, that, then he goes and joins the army as a result. So he doesn't end up doing that. Yeah. But it's it's kind of because Lenny helped him do that, if you know what I mean. Mm. Whereas in this, he uses it as an excuse yeah. to get away and leave Lenny behind. And it is, it's way more in line with Butcher of the show. Yeah. And um, then when Lenny... When he's actually directly confronting him later on. And he's like, everyone who loves you ends up dead. Yeah. Becca, me, Huey. And you, be- yeah, you better believe Huey's going to die. And when Huey dies, because he will. There'll be no one left to keep you, you When in he check. comes out of it, when Mindstorm brings him out of it and he's apologizing. And then he's like, oh, Huey. And it's like, oh, did you learn something? Because you've spent the whole time in that watching your actions, flat reliving all your actions, showing remorse, trying to stop this memory of your that, father I, I think that is like a little foreshadowing of what comes later with them where when he comes around and he says I'm so fucking sorry I don't think he's saying that to Lenny I think he's he's seen Huey and he, he's so overcome with emotion from everything that's just happened to him that he is apologising to Huey mm. And then he realizes that he's back awake and he's like, oh shit, I've just shown, shown some like weakness and has to be like, oh no, what's going on? Yeah. Let's, and, and leaves it and moves back to be an old butcher. Yeah. Because that's basically what he does later on. After It's they... what he's also done. Where we've seen him do that with Ryan. It's exactly what he did with Ryan. When the time when Ryan came, when he basically breaks ties with Ryan. Yeah. And after poor El Mindstorm gets, oh boy. He gets fucking wrecked. Yeah, no, it's I do like the way he's got he's set up in this like little barn where they find him and Soldier Boy can see him and is working out his little tactics to get to him. Yeah, and you just hear the of clothes hitting the floor, (laughs) and you see it in the mirror of him appearing behind him and just going. 
But Soldier Boy definitely has it planned out pretty well because when he comes he back and finds them, he fucking stepped it way back. Like, cause well, we don't know how far they went. But two kilometers. Yeah. yeah, somewhere between still, two kilometers. He's and still like he fair. makes it back quick enough anyway. Yeah, it's fair. Clear. But yeah, because when he comes in, he the first thing he does is go for an eye. Yeah, that's real nasty. Then bashes him forward onto the ground and covers his head before he turns him over and well, says anything to him. When. When Butcher gets mindstormed, yeah, that's when that's the first thing that he does is he walks over to the bag of Huey's clothes and Pip pulls a t-shirt out of it and like tucks it into his pants, yeah, so that he can wrap it around. Oh yeah, his he's head. oh yeah, he's definitely thought it out and then says, "Why did it happen?" And again, Nora tries to get the blame. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I know that's what they all said, but Noir was a company man. Yeah, he wouldn't have done it without the company say so." And he and says, "Well, the company he, did give him the say so. He got the green light." why and we don't hear why at that moment in time no he smashes the absolute oh he dents his face yeah nice nice little nod to Falcon and the Winter Soldier I think there far more controlled though <laughs> yes oh and Soldier Boy definitely meant to do it it wasn't the heat of the moment thing no he went there with the intention of killing that guy and he killed that guy yes he did and then well actually we missed a bit where he punches he decks Huey he, when and he actually properly proper decks him, sends, him, him. sends him flying and Billy Billy's eyes flare as if to see. I was like, is he going to go for him? And then no, he just walks over after you. I was like, oh, okay, he's just saying, like, don't do that again. This is my one. <laughs> Get your own. You had your own. Wait, I killed him. <laughs> but yeah, then after he kills him, he walks off and they're like, what did they say to you? And he doesn't say anything. No, they, he just kind of squares up to Huey a bit, then takes himself off. Takes himself off. We see him. Ridge. See him looking upset. And then we see the boy. Well, we cut back to, I'm pretty sure it's it's the Legends place again. I'm pretty sure they're back in the Legends gaff, yeah. And Where else are they going to go? Well, they are there. I'm not. I think Soldier Boy's in the same place, but maybe just in a different room. But he's looking very he's morose. Down, yeah, he's downstairs Billy, looking for them. Billy actually cries. Yeah, Who and then gets a phone. That? Then gets a phone call from Annie. Tells yeah. him all about the V. And then when Huey comes in, we're like, I, I actually shouted at the screen, tell him you fuck. Yeah, and you think he's gonna because he's like, ah, oh, the V twenty four. We need to go get some more. Yeah. Oh, no. But the way he walks up to him and he, like, tries to do, like, cheeky chappy and he just, he can't even hold it because he knows the second that's out of his mouth, he's like, oh, I, just, I, yeah. I, I fucked up. Yeah, and when he says to Huey, like, oh, well, go get some, then me, you, and Granny Fucker in there are going to go <laughs> and kill Homelander. And Huey's like, yeah, fuck yeah, and walks away. And you see but, the, the but, change in Butcher's but face. even the way Huey's like, fuck yeah, it's very, it's a little bit kind of stilted. Like, I, oh, yay. Well, I think he just wasn't, he sensed that Butcher was about to say something, but no, then I changed Huey, what it was. When Huey was talking to my, like, saying he just wants to go home and he wants all this to be over. And I think he genuinely means that, uh, but he yeah. also is like he's going along with Butcher because it makes Butcher happy. Uh, yeah, and he, yeah, I suppose, yeah. At the minute, yeah, there he is torn between the two of wanting to go home and still wanting to to get the job done. Well, at least he's in nicer digs this time. He is in nicer digs this time, definitely yeah. compared to the Haitian King's basement. Yeah. But yeah, no, Butcher does not fucking tell him because it's still not as nice as his Patrick Bateman. Because apartment. even even <laughs> yeah. But even after everything Butcher was faced with, he just can't seem to admit that he's wrong and and he you know what I mean, he can't be honest with himself. But Black Noir can be honest with himself. Yeah, I don't know where that was that was going. That was weird. From the start, yeah, from the first scene I, where he well, goes I, no, in. No, 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 When he opened that can of beans and poured it on the plate and my stomach actually went, oh, yeah, I was like, oh no, don't, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Please don't, don't eat, eat it. it. But no, that's how he's, he 
summons his his friends. His little friends. Yeah. His little animated friends who helped him through many things. They helped him through paralyzings, erections, and massacres. Yeah. Hey, you hid in that ball pit the time you paralyzed that kid when you were yeah. nine. Yeah, and then we got you through that erection in seventh grade and that massacre in, in Lagos. Which <laughs> only happened like last year. Well, yeah, it was mentioned in this season. Yeah. I think the very first episode. So yeah, they're they're obviously ever present with him. Yeah, well, if they've been around since he he was a small child, and perhaps maybe came back after his brain injuries, maybe. <laughs> but also, if he can't speak to anybody, real like not in any articulate manner, but he can still kind of have interactions with with these imaginary friends. Yeah, yeah, they're they're his retreat. Homelander yeah. Homelander has his milk. Ashley has Ugh. Ashley has her her strap ons and hate sex. And hair and, pulling. And hair pulling. And Black Noir has his little animated friends from Buster Beavers. Yeah, I knew we were going to see Buster Beavers. I didn't think we were going to see, like, dilapidated, terrifying Buster Beavers. <laughs> I definitely didn't think that we were going to get, uh, like, Saturday morning animated, super violent. I'm so glad version that of Black was oh, I'm, oh, yeah, fuck yes. Because that was breaking my heart the whole way. But I do like the way he was, like, huffy. And when they're, when Buster comes out and is like, oh, Irving, you've got to face <laughs> you've facts, face you've it. got to remember it. And he gets up and he drags the chair off and he sits down and kind of huffs. He's like, no. And he's and got the throws, arms crossed and he won't look, look. Yeah, and he won't look at them then. Yeah. And they come over to him later and they're like, no, you've got to address it. We're going to show you something that you've pushed deep down. And it's the first of the, the kind of shows. Yeah, and it's, it's Vaud American. Yes, it's the Vaud American logo, which was kind of the company the old, rebrands a couple yeah. of times in the comics. And they go from Vaud American consolidated to Vaud American to just Vaud. Yeah. And it seems similar in this. But fuck me, he really goes to town. Eagle Soldier Boy really goes to town on Sheep Black Noir. Over such a small thing. It, he wanted well, he a movie was, role. He was going to town on gunpowder before Thingy walked in. But that, I think, was that was just because he, he as he says, oh, wow, we were just roughhousing. You know what I mean? There was nothing, I don't think, vindictive about that beyond there, normal soldier when boy. When Butcher approaches gunpowder and is like, you put in complaints. And when Butcher's hinting at there being some form of sexual abuse. Yeah. And gunpowder's like, oh, no, he just beat the shit out of me. Mm. Clearly, he did. Oh yeah, I think yeah. It's a, in front it's a of, and not only that, that, in front of other people too. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a callback to that. And furthermore, and then, then he dressed it up as training. Yeah, and then furthermore, he's the only one who doesn't agree to take out Soldier Boy in Nicaragua, Nicaragua, because he's obviously he was quite young. He was fucking terrified. Yeah. So that's that's why he doesn't. But, but when he even, goes for even he even says that to Stan, he's like, oh, they'll all go for it except for gunpowder. Yeah. I think that is just callbacks to what we saw of Gunpowder in, yeah. in episode two and it tracks. But when he goes for Black Noir, it's much more vindictive and it's much more... I um, want to see Noir as Axel Foley. Yeah, that, that could have been fun. Definitely not silent Black Noir as Axel Foley. That wouldn't have been fun. No. But this was like, no, you you can't be a, a, you a can't movie be star. Better than I'm me. the movie star. And he yeah. says, you know, he's at the end of the fight after he's like really beaten shit out of him, he says, if I ever see you try and rise up through the ranks or, or get above your station I can't remember exactly how he phrases it but he's like I will fucking I put you, I'll put you in the ground yeah because he's like and he I, means it yeah he's because he's number one. Oh yeah and like all of them he's got the fragilist ego yeah and it is it, it's all it's like spun glass it's various shades of things we've seen with Homelander worse in some ways not as bad in other ways but and all around some parts of Butcher as well personality traits 
that Butcher yeah. has as well of this single mindedness and he doesn't really care who he has to step on as long as it achieves his goal. Yeah, it's just it's much more blatant. He with needs better Bro. idols. He definitely fucking does. And he does, as we, as we say, he eventually has has at least somewhat of a realisation. Yeah. We'll see what happens with him next episode. But yeah, no, the, the Black Noir stuff is, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a hard watch. Parts of it were funny, but we've always been fond slash protective of Black Noir on this podcast. Oh, no. And I really fell for him Black this Noir one. crying in the hallway when they announced that like V was injected into yeah. kids. That broke my heart. And I don't know, that one in particular really got me. Because Noir playing the piano and Noir body popping in the club and all the other stuff was just like, okay. That was all funny and weird. That, yeah. yeah, doing the, the tea ceremony was like, oh, okay. But him sobbing in that corridor mm. broke my heart. And then him, particularly when he hands the note over to Annika and it's very childish crayon writing. Yeah. That's real scrawly. There and was the little bit, the little bit when he kills Nakib and has the teddy. And he's doing with the little yeah. boy. Yeah. There's just these little moments in it, and now it all makes sense. And when you see him in Nicaragua, you you assume he's been caught in a bomb blast. Yeah, you not just assume it, not what we actually uh, see. And I, I, I all I'm <laughs> saying is, thank fuck it was animated when he reached out and picked up that little chunk of his brain. Well, I don't think that actually that actually happened. happened but, but the frying of the face off uh, the side of the, the, and then the exploding car, and then the dent with the shield. Because you see that, that big dent in his head. Yeah, he's. So yeah, oh. it, it it doesn't matter whether or not he had his helmet on. We had talked about how. Well, that's the whole thing is that if he had had the helmet on, the argument with Stan, and even in the animated flashback, you see his helmet on the wall, and when that bit lifts off, the helmet lifts with it. Yeah. But yeah, that. Yeah. So you were right though. It was all Stan. Well, not all Stan, but... But it was Stan. It was, it was Stan's Stan. little deviousness of that. And the way that they say it, it's like, oh, he's got one now and he can fly. Yeah. I like that's... I, I, but even the way Stan delivers it is, and he can fly. Like, <laughs> hooray. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive, but I'm This one can do right. something... Di- yeah. Yay. The, now I have another fucking dimension I've well, got to no, try I don't and control him. I don't think it's that yet. I think it's just, no, it's, you know, this one comes with a, a better gimmick. Yeah. Is, is the impression I got off it. He's not fully over soups yet. But just at the end of, of his uh, chat with Buster Beaver and all of his friends, Buster Beaver gets bravery. It's not about yeah. having no fear. It's about being afraid and doing it anyway. Yeah. Because Soldier Boy don't know that, apparently. All of the stuff that's going on with Noir is really, really interesting because Noir in the comic books hasn't got a backstory, isn't fleshed out, was this blank page character, essentially. Uh, well, when, when you eventually... One purpose, one purpose and when and you eventually... Only. When you eventually get that, it's very quick and it's nothing like what is fleshed out here and I really and, enjoy it. And the only kind of personality that you get from him in the graphic novel is that he's crazy. He's yeah, crazy. he's crazy. And you get a lot of the, like, the stuff, like the lines about like, they say he doesn't have brain damage, but it's hard to, to tell, tell that Stormfront says. You get a few things like that in the, the comics, but when you get your reveal, you could think back on some of them and go, that doesn't really make sense. It makes sense. In but this. in this, it all tracks. Every time I, we've been like, why is Black Noir? And the, the likes of the... I love the fact that they keep throwing that tree nut allergy in there. Like, <laughs> everywhere well, no, he but, goes, like, he's so polite. He's like, can you please stop eating those? I'm horribly allergic. And Stan's like, no. <laughs> but we know, like, all, all the weirder things about Black Noir that we've always said 
it totally tracks because you hear stories of people getting brain injuries and then becoming like really accomplished in one thing. So yeah. he's he's like when he was playing the piano, it tracks now or his obsession with Japanese tea ceremonies. It's just stuff he's interested in. Yeah, but he does seem to have like these fixations. But um, when no, he sees I, Lucy, I loved it all. And he's the only one who expresses, except for the Deep, he's the only one who expresses any sort of sorrow at the death of Lucy. Yeah, because Deep has fishy friends and Noir has animal friends yeah. of all kinds. Noir sees it. And uh, I think I think the internet largely agrees with us now if they hadn't already that Noir must be protected. He is a sweet yeah. and gentle soul. <laughs> he's a princess. But I'm curious now, would he try and team up with the boys? Whether or not he assists them in like directly, yeah, yeah. And given considering what, that they, as far as they're concerned, he is enemy. He like yeah, he can't really explain to them everything that's happened. No, but they well maybe to Butcher because Butcher knows that he is to a degree controlled by Edgar. Yeah, unless and after that's hearing Mallory's side of the story, they know that he has suffered extreme trauma and he's a member of Payback. Yeah. They might think, have gotten a hold of the fact that he's in the wind. I don't no, know. If, if if he ends up working with the boys, I think what'll happen is he'll go his next port call will be Edgar. Yeah. Because we haven't seen Edgar since he left. No. And had that lovely slap down of Homelander as he walked out. Yes. So I think he might go to Edgar and Edgar might be like, Right, this is the plan. You and these guys are gonna go and take on Soldier Boy and Homelander. No. Because well, I don't think Edgar's going to send him to Butcher. But what I'm actually more interested in is what Homelander finds out at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. The, the, his his best friend and his new daddy want to kill each other. He's in the middle there. <laughs> I wonder, you know what I mean? Is, is he as I don't think he's even Nor? processed that yet. No, because it, it's probably a good time to it's move even, on to it. It's not even that they want to kill each other. It's that one has run away from the other. Well, yeah, but now, given the, at the, the end one, of the episode, Black Nor is ready to face his problems, I think. Yeah, but last the uh, Homelander saw that was that it was, you know, the one that he thought that he was guaranteed to have his back ran the fuck away true because yeah Homelander is kind of left on his own this episode this episode yeah he's left to his own devices it does not work well no because as we can see VNN has gone has gone VNN (laughs) they've gone the full fucking QAnon and they're talking about Hollywood pedo rings and (laughs) the Shining Light Liberation Army that Starlight is linked to yeah they've her links to this woman I just Colby Maniffy in that whole scene where it's like Maybe, is she trying to tell, change the, the narrative? No, and, I, but the the bad the back and the forth. The back and forth is great. My them. favorite bit was when Cameron Coleman was like, "You know, it makes me wonder: could this be considered treason?" And Ashley's just like, "Me too. <laughs> I also wonder that." <laughs> me too, huh? It is. It, it, it's so scripted and so hilarious. Um, but forced I'll, banter. But it's a it's lot like more. The, it's a little bit like the ticker being ahead of what was said. Mm, but it's a lot more extreme than like because even in was it the last episode or the episode before? No, I think it was the last episode where we saw that one try and give Victoria Newman the hard questions about what happened in Midtown. And Homelander, and Homelander shut, had his freak out. Shut down. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's everything. So that Homelander wants to be said as being said on VNN now. Yeah. Um. It was interesting the way she was saying about. That the icing on the cake of Starlight's lies is Soldier Boy. He yeah, died. He's been in, dead, like he died in 1984. So if you don't think, you know, do your yeah. research. 
<laughs> yes. which, is, which is the final grasping point of any desperate person. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And we saw fucking Blue Hawk go for it a couple do of times. Do your research. Do your research. Ugh. And Todd offer to do MM's research for him and send him some articles. No, fuck off. If they come from <laughs> Facebook, you can piss right off. Yeah, but speaking of social media, the, the, the social media blackout that we heard about that was affecting Maeve because she's in rehab. It yeah. ain't no rehab. She's in a fucking massive room with a yeah. huge cell door. Yeah, well, we knew he was keeping her somewhere. She's presumably down in one of the sub-levels of the tower. He wouldn't have had her transported off-site. No, I I was a little bit curious. I was like, is that... Because the line where he says, he knows what it's... He says something... Oh, uh, he knows I, what it's I, would like. lie, I would lie and tell you that you get used to it. Or I oh, tell you, you get, get used, used to it, but I'm lying. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not his room. I was yeah, I was wondering, is it his room? No, that's um, not his room because Vogelbaum he had an observation window in his room. Well, there was an observation window in that door as well. No, it, no, he had like a separate observation window in his room I as know. well. I, it's it's not that big of a deal. I think it's more what's more important is because he he mentions it once or twice when he's talking about the Just kids I think, as I don't well. Think a Forty-year-old cell would still hold up. <laughs> well, no, I think I think it's it's just to, to call back to his childhood yeah. because he mentions it when he's talking about um, oh, him and Maeve want... having kids that he'd never let any child of his get brought up in a cell like this. Well, before he even says anything about that, the first thing he says was is that any child that they had together would be more powerful than Ryan. Yeah, that's the that's the first time we've heard him mention Ryan in a long time. In a long time, yeah. Probably since episode one when he goes to Butcher and is like, where's my son? And what he really wants to do is say, let's have a war. Yeah. <laughs> that's the first time he's met. Yeah, that's the first time he's mentioned Ryan in a long, long time. But the way he's talking about it with Maeve is weird. Oh, it's very weird. Um, uh, it, well, like, it's weird. And then the icing on the weird cake is, I'm just going to harvest your eggs. Which so... literally <laughs> made a part of me shrivel up and die. Oh, oh yeah. It's like, because he because says, you know, I'm I never... keeping you alive. You know, we're not savages. I'd never violate you like that. Talking about <laughs> rape. So I won't no, rape no, no, you, no. but I'll happily... I'm sorry. The way she was like, I will shatter anything. <laughs> anything you try and put up there. And you know she caught bitch does kegels day in, day out. She can lift weights. But his response of, oh, you know, I'd never do anything so crass as rape you. All I'm going to do is keep you in this room forever, harvest your eggs, so that if you ever do commit suicide, you'll know I've still gotten what I wanted anyway. Well, no, the second he gets her eggs, (laughs) he's... The second he gets her eggs, he's going to kill her. That was the implication I took out of it, is I'm only keeping you alive until we complete this procedure. Nah, I don't that, know. No, that was very much the, the implication. He was like, I'm not keeping you, I'm not letting you live, I'm keeping you alive. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully they don't kill her off anyway. No, but the, that was but the implication I took from it was that, yeah. that that was the inherent threat is I'm going to harvest your eggs and then you're, that's it, you're done. It could well be his plan. It could well be. I didn't get quite get that from it, but it, it would track as well. But as yeah. I said, I, I really, really hope that we don't oh, get no, that. Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm fully hoping that powered up Kimiko and Annie will find her yeah and girls are going to get it done again and and Annie makes reference to that later on when that they meet up in find, the elevator she's going to find me he, he does he veers around wildly in, in this episode because he, he tries to be quite confident with Maeve there and even even in the face of finding of Maeve finding out that he oh, took a beating May, that was so funny when he goes in to talk to Maeve originally and she's looking at him and then she's like is that concealer? Yeah. Is that a bruise? Is that concealer? <laughs> it's like, ooh, juicy gossip. Even though she she knows and she has that bit about... Okay, the the last line about it being a top three day for her probably does sting. 
him a little bit but the rest of it he's still fairly in control yeah. but then when we see the next time we see him it's him watching the Starlight videos again and he's all freaking out and then we see him at the rally going on a mad one doing anything he's just standing there listening at least he's yeah, not well, like there's a lot going on inside I think yeah. and then that all falls out of him as verbal diarrhea at Bobby Singer's rally for president. Yeah, and I just like the fact that Bobby Singer is like, what the What's fuck he is doing? doing? And, and Ashley's just like, I don't know. You <laughs> yeah, want to tell him he yeah, can't I... have a rant? Yeah. And Todd's there going, yes, give it to me, soaking it all in. And like pointing at when he points to the media and everybody starts booing at it. And it was very kind of White House press office. Oh yeah, the, the, the Trump stuff is really getting ramped yeah. up to a massive degree this, this season. This was all like the lunacy that we saw. And that, that was basically his Rudy Giuliani in the parking lot of the garden, oh, after the election of the garden centre with the dye running down his face <laughs> yeah everybody thought it, it was the Four Seasons Hotel no no it's a landscaping company yeah it was Four Seasons Landscaping <laughs> but, it, it did smack a bit of that it was it was that kind of deranged ranting but even the crowd don't seem to be wholly with it there are except for Newman it. who was like the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah and Newman spots it straight away when he nearly really loses it yeah because he thinks he sees a soldier boy walking through the crowd towards him as just some poor bastard bastard who happens to look like Jared Padalecki and was dressed almost exactly the same as uh, Sam is normally in. I was just going to say he just looked like he shopped in an army uh, surplus store. But yeah, no, he, he had like the khaki jacket with the um, check shirt underneath with the kind of floppy hair. Did he have a check shirt? Yeah. Okay. You know me and me in small details. I know. Especially when it comes to clothes. I just thought it was really funny that it kind of looked like Jared Padalecki. <laughs> but yeah, he kind of, he wraps up pretty quickly after he nearly lasers that guy who he thinks is a soldier boy and, and runs off the stage to the petting zoo yeah, next door. the last time he had a fantasy about lasering a massive crowd of people, he didn't actually show it in his face. No, and it was with Vic as well. And that she was, was with there. Vic as well, yeah. Only this time she's, you know, a little bit further away from him and possibly safer until she goes to confront him. <laughs> yeah, when he when he goes to see the cow. Yeah. Well, the fact that when he walks off and he's in that petting zoo and he is actually having a panic attack. Oh, yeah. He's he's breaking down. He is having a panic attack and, you know. The, the, the cow. The thing with the cow scene, like, it was... It was hilarious. It was especially a, especially when he got caught with by Vic. That was the best bit of it. Stop making excuses. Just be like, I was thirsty. I wanted some milk. I like milk. She was in pain, like deep she last was week. In pain. The I octopus was, was sick. The, the cow was in sick. Yeah, I this octopus is sick, and this cow was in pain. I'm taking its temperature. Well, he didn't say that, but <laughs> oh, this, but that was... yeah. So we got this octopus is sick, and this cow is in pain, but. Yeah, I I was watching it and I knew it was coming. Because when he was like, when she's like, oh, just skip breakfast, just be like, yeah, I was thirsty, fuck yeah. No, but no, not down, that. I'll laser your ass. The actual cow bit itself, we knew it was coming. Yeah. And I was expecting more or less what we got of him being weird with a cow. But I, it's been ages since we've had anything to do with the milk. And this was a lot more toned down than the previous tonguing of the bottle. Of, that was the of, tonguing of the bottle and... Of and, the breast milk. And, and drinking the milk with doppelganger. Yeah. That was the last time we said... Oh, okay, um, I think... And then he goes, mmm, milk when he's having breakfast with Becca and Ryan. But it's been... But that's there the early half any, of season two. Yeah. There's, and there's been nothing since. Yeah, he's had no so, milk fascination since then. At least a season since we've had anything to do with milk. And I just thought it was... I can't even do it. I have, I have in my notes. I have written down "moo little moo late," but I can't deliver it with a, with a straight no, face. No, and you even tried to but do. The I tried to do it there, but I, I just couldn't. But it was. I just. I kind of felt like it was too little, too late to uh, go back to a milk gag. 
Yeah, like honestly, I was expecting that either herogasm or very early on. I was honestly, do you know when I was expecting that whole cow scene to happen was after Starlight was announced as the co-captain of the Seven of him to go off and have a freak out and then end up suckling a cow. Yeah, or even some sort of like no. After after his rant at his birthday, before he finds out that all his numbers have gone back up, yeah, there maybe had been, but at, at some sort of like earlier, massive blow to his ego, because that seems to be when he's feeling low. That's when the milk thing comes in. Yeah, because that was that was when he ran to Doppelganger and he had his milk. And yeah, I think if they were going to bring it in, it would have been better earlier because a it wouldn't have been as long since we'd had a milk guy. And yeah, I think it would have fit better there where he is. Like if you were going to, yeah, or it could have been the or tied it into Stormfront and the weird crunchy hand job in some way. Yeah, I just yeah, Stormfront it's, has it's Stormfront just, has died. He had his freak out. He has nobody else to go to, so he guys tried to go and get his release off the cow. I didn't think we'd talk about this for so long. No, I just just felt like the cow scene was a little bit out of place because it's not been something that's been touched on. Yeah, and and I think the the fact that as I watched it, I thought it. As we were watching him, like, milk the cow, I was like, Jesus, it's been ages since he's done it. And it it took me out of it. Yeah. Uh, And it's rare for this show to do that. Yeah, and then when Newman catches him in the act and he's trying to cover it up. That that was was great. That was straight back into hilarity then. I enjoyed it But you didn't even have to have him milking the cow you could have been like just had like a bottle of fresh milk sitting there next to the cow and had him be gross and weird with the bottle and do like the whole licking the rim thing and stuff yeah that whole thing he likes to do with it where he's like and I mean if the point of it was to to have him in an awkward situation when Vic sees him they could have done it another way he could have had his freak out on stage and come on stage and doing something else like just like in the corner freaking out and had to be like yes I'm fine yeah Ah." Because she comes in and she did. She's like, nobody else is going to tell you, so I'm going to tell you. Get your shit together. Yeah, sort your shit out. And and he, he listens you to it for a bit. Flailing and, and then, you can't flail. Yeah, she takes it a bit too far, and he gets a bit offended and threatens her. Well, yeah, he he chokes her. Yeah. And she says, look, you need somebody you can trust. And to prove that you can trust me, I'm proposing a transactional basis. If you do something for me and I do something for you. And here I've done something for you, basically, and gives him a piece of paper. He looks at it and lets go of her. And we don't know what it is. It's an address. Do you see the address then or is it not until later? Oh, you see the address later when it's written out. I actually Googled it. When he's on the phone. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's... It's enough for Vic to... It's, wherever it is, it's an address in Minnesota. Yeah, that's that. I'm, I'm going to assume it's Ryan. It's Ryan's location. Uh, very possibly. I, um, I, it's like, the first... Because it's, it's the first he time wants. he mentioned... And it's the first time he's mentioned Ryan in a long time, mm. so... But it's something that Vic could get her hands on as yeah. well. Even and though I, Mallory's moving them, it's like, you know... I'm curious as well, is this Vic's plan B? Was is plan... Vic going to get Ryan? Homelander was plan A for her Starlight yeah. did she want to get Starlight on side she couldn't like she'd much prefer Starlight as an ally and take Homelander out well she approached but Starlight she... or Starlight or Starlight first yeah that's what I'm saying so is this, this is now her plan B I couldn't get Starlight but I need to try and get some sort of a rein on this guy if I can't get him taken out well she took out her her stepdad for him for him she, and for her, I think. She needs to get a little something something back off that, you know. Oh yeah, oh and that's yeah, that's kind of what she says. She's, She's like, like, you, you think know, you can't I got, look at what I did already. I got Edgar out of the way for you. Yes, you got me compound V for my daughter. Yeah, which like, one was more important to the <laughs> you know? You know, like that did happen. There was a transaction there. 
But at the same time, Homelander could have easily been like, you get rid of Edgar. And then Homelander could have been like, oh, well, you set Edgar up. And then he could have quite easily just got rid of her. Got been like, she's a soup too. He still thinks he can use her. He still thinks she's on his side. Well, he thinks um, everybody's on his side for some reason. He's completely well, delusional. He, well, he thinks everybody's on his side except for Annie because when he sees her in the... Oh, did you... Hello. Yeah, did he you tries... not think I knew to know yeah, you were here? But tries to force her back into at least publicly being on his side. Yeah, we were going to march her. going to VNN and... You're going to recant all your statements and this, that and the other. And she's like, oh, well, you know, we broke up. It's time I got rid of my shit. And she does say, make sure that she says very clearly, I remember when you killed... Supersonic. The, the night you killed Supersonic. And he's like, do you know what I remember about that night? So he never refutes it. Yeah. It's a, And then there's the threat to Huey there. And just the reverse Uno card of majesty, which is say hello to all my followers. Yeah, because as I was watching the scene... I was there going, did she like, actually live stream it? Yes, she did, because you yeah. hear him getting yelled at later by Ashley. <laughs> but no, but when, in, in the scene, when she said, you know, she's like, I'm not I'm not afraid of you. You're just a scared little child or whatever she says yeah. to him. And I realised the night that you killed Alex. As she was saying that, I was like, you still clearly are scared. Yeah. You still clearly are scared. And then, but then when she pulls out the phone, I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, because right, okay, he yeah, says the only thing that, the only thing that's keeping you alive is your fame. Yeah. So. And she's like, my 19 million followers. One of the things though, that we're, we're seeing the Vought response of, of, of all this QAnon and, and all this bullshit that there's. Look over there. We're not seeing the other side. I kind of was expecting that in this episode we might have seen one or two, if not news reports, like just something from the ground level of people who are on any side. Yeah, because we like, did we did see a lot of it in... In season one, we yeah. saw a lot more of it. Where like, like, who was the... What I want to know is who was it that shoved her dick in her face? Like the, the Vox the popped Vox, about people. Yeah. And it, but it showed ground level support for Annie. Yeah. We've seen ground level support for Vought with Todd and one or two other st- things when like well, when and, they have their rallies. support every time it keeps showing up in her live stream. Well, yeah, but it's, I, I don't know, I just... Uh, and the fact that she's like able to walk around New York. <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was more just, I think I was more interested to see what the mainstream media, yes. the non-Vought yeah. media were saying about what Annie had said. That Just something small there would have been nice. Yeah. Ashley is obviously worried about it because she is on the phone to Homelander at the end of the episode going, what the fuck did you do with Annie? I didn't know she was live streaming. <laughs> yeah, you're the spin doctor. Spin it. <laughs> Come the fuck in or fuck the fuck off. Uh, oh no, nobody can, can compare to Malcolm Tucker for oh, spin. Oh, for spin, yeah. For spin and for cursing. Yes. But yeah, he gets Homelander <laughs> gets... like that one bean coffee machine from bean to cup, you, you fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> But, yeah, no, Homelander gets one last surprise for the episode. Yes, we all get one last surprise for the episode, which is what Mindstorm had been whispering. <laughs> yep. And again, something I had seen online and we had talked about a little bit off air and thought, I don't know if they'll actually do it. But they might because Soldier Boy has dropped lines once or twice about wanting kids. Yeah, but there's been a lot of talk of babies in the last two episodes and, like, wanting Rugrats and... yeah. I don't like it. No. No. <laughs> but yeah, we find out that Soldier Boy is Homelander's daddy. 
Well, presumably it is because he was called in in 1980 into Vaught headquarters to beat his meat, as he so eloquently put it, into a cup. I, I love how he can remember the specific name of the model, the issue and the magazine that he took it to. Apparently it uh, really stayed with him. Yes, it did. And there are many things that Jensen Ackles did as Soldier Boy that will stay with me. Yeah. Because he's just so good. I, I we haven't having, gone I'm, into it a, a lot yet, but he's so good. I, I'm loving Soldier Boy, the whole delivery, the fact he he's this weirdly charming asshole. Like, you don't want to like him, but you like him. Well, I think that's it. He, he kind of, he has to be charming for it to sell. Because otherwise you'd be like, well, obviously, Huey, you should hate this guy from like, the get from, from the start when he's introduced in Mallory's backstory. Yeah. And the way he approaches her and it's like, oh, you're such a dick. Yeah, you smarmy cunt. Oh, but you're, oh, I, oh. He's like he, you'd love to hate him. Oh yeah. And then to his his appreciation of the, of the older lady. <laughs> Just all of, all of him in the now. The all now of stuff the is now great. Stuff of him is is hilarious. I there was one or two moments because I was a little bit worried about you know would this just be Dean Winchester but like a slightly ruder version of Dean Winchester and basically what we have gotten is Dean if he'd never gone and gotten Sam. I almost don't want to compare it to Dean. No, like, no, but that was the fear to, but, was like yeah. the, was that they because they are almost not similar characters, but it's but it's. Uh, up until the he way spent he's, 15 years playing a character oh, it's yeah. kind of hard especially when you're going into another series when he's when he's, when he's talking about the old ladies it did remind me a, a little bit of like Dean talking about Unattached Drifter Christmas yes but way way creepier and way way grosser and also when he was eating they had the mouthful of burger and he goes you made those words up uh, yeah those two but there's two yeah. generally any other time and especially in when he um, told when he tells Huey to go gargle his balls and just walks <laughs> off over that was there, oh yeah there's some great lines but at no point did I think oh yeah I'm watching Jensen Ackles and I, I hadn't really thought up until kind of this episode there's been no point that I, that I compared the two while watching it no. while I'm watching it he is Soldier Boy in the same way that any of the rest of them oh, are the characters he, I'm watching on screen. He's not playing a version of Dean. He's not playing a version of Jensen Ackles. He is fucking Soldier Boy. Yeah, it was, and it he's was great. very, very funny in this episode as well with the paranoia. Oh, yeah. The paranoia starting to creep in there. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I can't wait to see where, I want to see the two of them meet up now because Homelander looks a little bit shook by the information. Oh, yeah. Well, like, his dad just tried to kill him, basically. Before he knew he was his dad yes but and he's also like you were my hero and I watched all your films and I looked up to you and he's it, just been told that his idol who's now also possibly going around mashing people is is his dad and he, all he's really, honestly all Homelander's ever wanted was a mom and a dad but that's that's my point like it's, he doesn't like I would have I would have thought to have seen a little bit of happiness in him over that mm-hmm. news there's no The last time he saw Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy was in the company of William Butcher and Hugh Campbell. Do you think he's going to believe anything that Soldier Boy tells him? That's a very good point. He'll want to verify it himself. And Vogelbaum is dead. Yep, yeah, so we can't. Well, he'll, I'm sure he'll find some way to, to, to figure it out. We've only got one more episode to get all our answers, though. Yeah, like he's going to have to go back into his own files. Yeah. Because Vogelbaum's head went kapooey. After Ooh, I, Homelander put him in a wheelchair. I wonder where we get a lot of Homelander backstory. This season we've got M.M., we've got Nor, we've got Billy. We've got a touch of Frenchie. Touch of Frenchie. We got some <laughs> uh, Mallory backstory. You know what I mean? We got loads of backstory this season. 
We got Stan Edgar backstory. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah, will we get a bit more Homelander backstory at the well, start of the next got, episode? There was, there was those deleted scenes from season one of him in the classroom. Yeah, but it's... Which broke my heart as well. We've only ever gotten scenes. We've never yeah. gotten... The a whole, story. But I think that's all he has, really, because oh, he mm. was, he grew up in a box. Yeah. Yeah, but I have I have no idea where they're going to go from here. No. I'm sure we'll come up with a whole lot of ideas over the next week before the episode airs, and we might be right about one or two of them, and then I'll be like, ah, I should have said that during the podcast. <laughs> but as, as it stands, I have no fucking clue where they're going to go. That is um, right. But I can't wait. I cannot wait for the last episode. I hope it doesn't end on a giant-ass cliffhanger. Because it's going to be two years ago? Yeah, but, well, I mean, the way, the way they've ended the previous two seasons but, haven't been... Well, Becca was a massive kind of cliffhanger, I suppose. Yeah, but we'll also have the spin-off, which will build the universe. Yeah, the spin-off, I think, is going to come... Which I'm really looking forward to, because it's got Patrick Swartz. They're, they're talking about end of 2022. Yeah. Um, they're filming at the moment. They're, yeah, they're already filming. The Season four of The Boys isn't starting filming until August, so we probably are going to get that, I reckon, just before. Yeah. Depending on when that's ready, maybe they'll drop that and about five or six months later drop season four of The Boys. Well, I'm not going to speculate on that. But we we will be getting more in-universe stuff going on. Yeah. Whether there is going to be some crossover into this one of kind of... Oh, there definitely is. Of greater world events. We might get little little nugs in like news snippets and stuff like that going on in the background. No, Kripke said character. There's going to be definitely some character crossover because it's a Vought-run school. So there's definitely going to be some Vought people there. But but also for what's going on in the boys' universe, we might get some little nugs of things going on like in background reports and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't mind if there's a bit of crossover back and forth sometimes one character might show up in one and one might show up in the other in the way you get in spin-offs like Stargate did it and loads of shows have done it once they don't go too heavily into mm-hmm. it and do the full Arrowverse thing of a one season crossover event every single time would probably be a bit much yeah that's oh, no, I, much, I, much I, further I, down the line I would I would just be happy literally with like news headlines being shown every yeah, now and again yeah Easter eggy stuff that's all I'm that's all I'm yeah, really Easter eggy really, stuff not really massively tied for, together and maybe really really young teenage kicks yeah, I think that, that I, will be... I would, I would be quite happy to see Teenage Kicks. I think there'll be hero houses and that's where we'll be. There'll be like it's a, gonna a be the frat, house and yeah. a, a Teenage Kicks house and so on. But that's getting way ahead of ourselves because yeah. we still have to get to the last episode, which will come next week. Yeah. Cannot wait. So um, we will probably do our usual season wrap as well. Oh, you know we're going to be doing a season wrap. Yeah, we're definitely going to be doing a season wrap. But if anybody would like to get involved in our season wrap and send us in some of your own thoughts about season three, what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, uh, anything you thought we were massively wrong about, get involved, send us an email, send us a tweet. uh, Ways you'd like to see Little Nina die. Oh, yeah. If you're with us on Little Nina, let us know how you'd like to see Little Nina die. Yeah, just anything you thought about the season, if you'd like to get involved, shoot us a message. And uh, I'd be really interested to hear if anybody else thought that the season was overhyped in social media. Definitely Herogasm. Yeah. <laughs> and online, I did see a bit of a reaction to Herogasm that other people thought it was yeah. overhyped. But, you yeah, know, just if, if you want to get involved and let us know what you thought of season three, guys, just shoot us a line. And in the meantime, we will be back next Monday with the last episode of Season 3 of The Boys. And you can catch us on all of your podcast providers if you want to head back and check out our previous episodes. Or you can come and chat with us on Twitter at RantsMono, on Instagram at MonoRants underscore the underscore boys. Or you can send your own rants to MonoRantsPodcast at gmail.com. See you all next week, guys. Bye-bye. We are Science Fiction Remnant. This is the Funny Science Fiction Podcast.
We are the Caribbean Science Fiction Network. We are Monorats. We are One Accord Level 2 Podcast. This is Sci-Fi.